boat a little longer or go this way for a little bit. But instead, for us to be more like Jesus, and I, ha- I do have a desire to do that, to be compassionate about people uh, to the point that um, you're not worried about rest. Um, he has compassion for them, thinking they're, they're seeing that they are like sheep without a shepherd. Um, you know, as he sees them, he's moved with compassion. So compassion here is the Greek word S-P-L-A-G-C-H-N-I-Z-O-M-A-I. If anybody wants to try to say that, they're, they're, feel free. But it's the, it's the Greek meaning of um, compassion uh, that needs an action um, to come alongside or to guide. Um, there's, and this is used in several areas throughout the Bible, but the, there's a different um, type of compassion that is used and it's sympatheo, and that's where we get our word sympathy. And that's more to just sit back and feel sorry for somebody. There's no real action that takes place after that. So um, this is a compassion that follows action. Jesus has this for, for people. It, he came for the lost. He came for the weak. You know, um, It differs from sympatheo. Uh, I think that's how you pronounce it. Um, I'm just, which points to Jesus. I'm just thankful that he is who he is because... If he wasn't, these people would still be like lost sheep. Um, we would be like lost sheep. Um, like, <laughs> oh, notes are funny if you guys ever read your notes out loud to people. <laughs> he has compassion for the ignorant, that's me. The lost, that's me. And I said the weak, that's Joe. But <laughs> that's pretty, it's, it's all of us, really. Um, <laughs> He moves forward with compassion towards the Father's will to save the lost souls, not sitting back in sympathy. Um, it's, it's, there's a reason the Greek wording is the different type of sympathy or uh, compassion. Now, <clears throat> I hope that we just don't think that we know this story so well um, that we don't see his greatness and our lowliness in this. Um, it's easy to read passages just to know the story of the feeding of 5,000, but to dissect it and get into it and understand that he is sufficient. Like, how does this point to Jesus? It's not just a story of him loving people well. We shouldn't just stop there. He is compassionate. He, he, is com- he has compassion that demands action to do the will that he was sent for. Now I have John 3.16. Does anybody know? Yeah, I've tried really hard to worry. I'm sure you don't know. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, that whosoever should believe in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. But I don't, although that's, it's amazing in and of itself. Like, that's another sermon. But to not stop there, how many people know John 3.17? It's not as common, but it tells us what he did not come for. To condemn the world. He doesn't see the lost sheep with frustration. His grace is beyond my comprehension, and it's a good demonstration of the Father's love here. When the day was now far spent, his disciples came to him and said, This is a deserted place, and already the hour is late. Now, <laughs> like just talking about God's greatness and 
his compassion and his love for people. Like it's a, it's a cool setting and it's it's a, a great place to rest in. And then you insert the disciples, and they come to him, and it's like almost like ripping off a Band-Aid or a Sour Patch Kid. First it's sweet, then it's sour. Anyway, we're, so we're talking about all that, and then the disciples come in and say, in case you didn't notice, like it's getting late, I think we should uh, probably get go, going. And I'm sure Jesus was probably like, oh yeah, I, I wasn't, I didn't realize that. Maybe my watch must be broke or something. And so <laughs> Jesus understands this. It just seems like a funny statement from the disciples to, to come to Jesus like he doesn't understand. And, and, and I'm not saying that's the end all to that scripture. I don't know if that's actually um, what they're standing on there. But um, regardless, Mark is trying to help us understand that it, it had been a long day of teaching. And so it's getting late. The hour was late. Now you would think, like in this, when you ask the Lord a question that that you would give him a time to respond and maybe see what he's going to come up with in that. I have a quote, but they didn't. Without hesitation, they think they have an answer for the problem. This is different than solving a problem. You know, maybe those in leadership would like for us to take the initiative to get it done. If you see the need, try and be the solution, prayerfully. I don't believe we come to the Lord and sit dormant as we wait for an answer. He is the one that draws us in as we seek Him. This may have been the beginning of a committee back in the day, and I just I heard some commentaries. There's a lot of people have said this, but um, you know, it's a group of people that can do nothing and collectively decide nothing can be done. But we see in His response, we see in their response to what. Uh, Jesus has to say send them away that they may go into the surrounding country and villages and buy themselves bread for they have nothing to eat now once again Jesus understood this better than anyone and much like he does throughout his walk with the disciples he uses it as a teachable moment but he, he answered and said to them you give them something to eat and they said to him, Shall we go and buy 200 denarii worth of bread and give them something to eat? So I think, you know, in this, um, like we were talking before those in leadership, if there's, if there's a need, be willing to do it prayerfully and understand. And it's okay to come to leadership and ask questions and, and to get a, a, a wisdom and an answer, you know, but... Um, I think they're coming to Jesus, and Jesus is saying, yeah, I see they're right. Why don't you guys feed them? Now, it's frustrating to see their response in that, but it's also, I get it, I understand it, because I could be there when things seem impossible. It's kind of like, well, what, what would you have me do? It doesn't, make, it doesn't make sense, but his ways aren't ours. And from past experiences, you're thinking like, this is the God that calmed the storm that you guys were thinking you were going to die in. Do you think feeding a couple thousand people is a big deal? And of course it's not, as we'll see, but... Um, they give a response. It's probably much like I would give. Um, uh, so I don't necessarily think it's their unbelief um, as they're coming to him and saying, as he gives them an answer to, to the solution that they thought they had, 
Um, but we might consider it a little bit of faith, just like you told him in the boat, uh, you little faith. Um, it can be easy to relate to that. Um, So he's using this moment to show his greatness. Um, and everything points to Jesus as we, as we read through the Bible. Um, this is what faith is. So we look at what he does. Um, as he kind of gives us an example and a posture of what to do. So he looks to heaven, blesses the food, and breaks the bread. I mean, I... I want to be more like Jesus. You know, we just went over the story of Elijah and a youth group today at church in um, Prineville. Um, Elijah calling on the Lord to bring fire. When we have faith to trust in Him for the glory of His kingdom, we don't need to think of a way to solve with our finite wisdom. He holds the answer to all things. It's a little mind-blowing that there isn't more trust on their end. If we're looking, and this is later on, and I don't want to get too much into it, but you know, as you're reading through this, and I think we see time and time again, like, oh, you guys, you're seriously, you did this. Oh, you're you're not trusting him with this, and and then you go to chapter eight, and it's the feeding of the four thousand, and it's almost identical. It seems like when when he has this multitude. They had just went through the 5,000 feeding. And then chapter 8, it's, uh, hey, I have, com- I have compassion on this group. The hour's getting late. How much food do we have? And again, they're like, how are we going to feed this many people? And it could have been more like, how are we going to feed this many people? Because they wanted to see the miracle. I mean, it would make sense that that was the case. But I think that uh, it it's... It's crazy, but I also want to be cautious in saying that because we're all capable. I mean, it's not, you can't put them on a pedestal. It's not something that they, um, I don't think that they're directly trying to deny that. It's just our sinful nature and understanding how great he is and, and what he, the things that he does in our lives. Um, after all uh, it does have mention of them being stuffed to the gills so oversatisfied with great joy remember that he has been what he has faithfully done um, there's all kinds of examples that we see that you just to trust his past faithfulness he brought manna to the Israelites in the wilderness from nothing. Um, we see it here. Um, we've seen it with Elijah and the ravens bringing food from, uh, from the ravens. By all means necessary, God is great. Um, should have had him play the piano. <laughs> But he said to them, How many loaves do you have? Go and see. And when they found out, they said, Five and two fish. So it's amazing to me that once again, there's no rebuke after um, they come to him to tell him what should be done. And then 
he gives them an answer and they still don't want to take that answer. Um, but then he, after all this, there's no rebuke for questioning his authority. I would love to be this graceful and I, I'm cautious to pray about that, I think, because I, if you ask for it, you're probably going to get it to be patient like that. And I have a feeling my kids would be a little more pushing my buttons if I asked for that. So I think I'm cautious to pray for that. But I think we should all desire to have grace uh, like the Lord has, especially with the disciples. Um, and Jesus asked a simple question, surely to make them uh, start thinking, which he did a lot. Um, and he used parables in the same format also. If you're not going to do what I ask, then what can you do? I think it's a, it's an example of um, his grace in that also. And just saying, like, if you guys, if, if you're not going to have... They missed the chance to exercise their faith when Jesus told them, well, you feed them. I don't know how that would have looked. I don't know where they would have started from. But they did go, in some of the other accounts, it talks about a, a young lad nearby, and he's the one that had the bread. So if they would have just maybe searched or... Um, but regardless, they didn't. Um, but it's it's a great question. If you're not going to do what I ask, then what can you do? And I have a note to look at you, Rory, and say, does that sound familiar? <laughs> <laughs> then he commanded them to make them all sit down in groups on yes. green grass. <laughs> So if you can't do that, could you have them sit? And I think that was probably a little more comprehensible for them, so it was good that they were obedient in that. I'm sure they were apprehensive as to what the Lord was doing here. Uh, but it does kind of paint a picture, and I was just thinking about it as I was reading it. Like, I would love to be there. I mean, it's a lot of, like it's a lot of fun to go to a summer concert and sit at an amphitheater and listen to somebody sing. And when there's a lot of people there, it's just kind of a cool setting. But to imagine the conversations that started to generate in the groups of the people that they were in, um, because these people knew what Jesus was capable of doing. That's the whole reason that they were following him. And as they're having them split up in groups, like you just everybody's probably softly talking to each other, like, can you imagine what he's going to do? And uh, so I, I just, it was a cool image for me um, of what that picture would have looked like, what it would have sounded like, what it would have been like. Um, and I'm, I'm sure um, that as we'll hear later as it says that they were filled that it had more to do with physically and spiritually as opposed to just having their stomachs filled because there was a lot that was going on in that moment and when he had taken the five loaves and the two fish he looked up to heaven blessed and broke the loaves and gave them to his disciples to set before them and the two fish he divided among them all so they all ate and were filled now the word filled is to be to gorge yourself to be maybe like three Thanksgiving dinners in one day maybe it's happened I've done it <laughs> I wasn't spiritually satisfied when I did that. <laughs> uh, this had to escalate fairly quickly for the disciples as they were just previously in a, in a point of asking, well, what, 
what are we going to do? Like, how, what do you expect us to do? Spend a year's wage and go buy everybody food? And, and now, I'm not saying that they were disciplined, but now they're having to hand out baskets full of food to 5,000 people, and maybe more, kids and women included, maybe 20,000 is what some people say. But um, He's got a sense of humor. Kind of funny. And they took up 12 baskets full of fragments and of fish. I just like what the Lord does here. So the fragments are the, the remains, the leftover pieces. And so there's so many verses that deal with the cup overflowing, like being, being filled and your cup is overflowing with joy, with um, gratitude, whatever it is. Um, he's having these guys, we'll pick up the extra that's there now. Like, now do you think maybe I could do what I was telling you guys to do? Um, and that's my worldly view. I should be careful with that because he's probably not cynical like that or has that attitude towards it. But um, and I think in wrapping this up, like this won't be the last time that they misunderstood or they misread a situation or they have little faith. We even see it to the point of denial and that's in Peter's story when he denies Christ. They have been on a journey with him. They have been through all this stuff with him and seen his magnitude, his greatness. And so, like, as I'm thinking of it, I've seen him do things in my life that I'm grateful for, I'm thankful for. He's changed me, for sure. But I still get to this point where I'm trying to point out the disciples, like, how could you have such little faith after walking through these things with, him, with the Lord and having him do the things that he did but I think I'm missing the point. So what's it about? I, I think to understand Jesus. To understand what he came for. His grace is far more powerful than, his, than our ignorance. Many of these men want, went on to die for Christ. The same people that I would look at and say, you're so stupid. How could you, how could you see him feed the 5,000 and wonder how he's going to feed the 4,000? That's less. I mean, the math is easy on that. It doesn't, doesn't add up. But... Am I willing to die for Christ? Oftentimes I'm not, no. I desire to. I don't know what that looks like. I'm scared, but I think as we can see, as you trust in the Lord, He'll do it for His kingdom. That's the only thing that matters. It doesn't matter what we feel like. Just God knows, period. That's the end of the story. For his kingdom, for Christ's sake, they were martyred. He is going to use the weak, the ignorant, you and me, not just Job. Obviously, he chose to use his 12 misfits, as we might see them, for the glory of his kingdom. But be ready when you ask, what would you have me do, Lord? Because he will fill your basket full of fish and make you serve. You guys, it's a cool section to reflect on, and I, I think sometimes, like reading it, I was a little nervous because I just feeding the twelve or the five thousand. I was wondering how much would be in that, but I think the more that I study and the more, um, and I'm thankful for these opportunities because what it produces in me, um, just as an individual, going through this stuff and just understanding 
the Lord's intent from the beginning all the way to the end of Revelation, it's very purposeful. So with that, the worship team want to come up? <laughs> <laughs>